and talk a little bit of mental health because we yeah. do that. Um, yeah. You've had a few, they were a while ago, weren't they? But um, About four years ago, yeah. About four, about four I, was, I was in a good place about four well, years ago, I'd say. Talk us through that then a little bit, so because we've had you. You said to me we had the, you know you know Dean Oliver through yeah through through golf a bit. I expect Dean yeah. come on and did a wonderful podcast, and and I did a podcast yesterday. Or I've got two in the bank actually. Men's mental health. It's in the it's in the spotlight at the minute. You know we all know. I don't want to suggest, but male suicide accounts for Ooh. one or three quarters of suicides across the UK. It's one in. 11 or 12 men in every 100,000 yeah, choose yeah. to kill us. I'm not suggesting that's what you were ever going to do, but men's no. mental health, men don't like talking about their mental health. No, they don't. And I'm, us, and I'm, yeah, sorry, mate. Talk us, just talk us, what happened? What happened with you, Sam? We all get in a pickle, don't we? You got yourself basically, in a little pickle. Yeah, so basically in 2018, I had a, a breakdown of a relationship, it, you know, and it, it hit me quite hard. And I just... There was a period of about six weeks where I was back at home. Um, and yeah, I just, every day I woke up, the first thing I used to think was, I want this day to be over. That was my initial thought. Like, I went, opened my eyes and that was it for about six weeks. And I, it was horrible. It was, I had no, I just laid in bed all day. I didn't really have any motivation to do anything. And say, as a man, you don't really like talking about things. So especially me, I'm not a talk. Uh, get me on a live golf podcast and I'll rant about it. But I'm not, if everyone else who knows me, I'm not really a talker. I'm sort of just sitting in the background, listen. And, and yeah, I just had this. And so I went to the doctor and got the meds and, you know, I was taking them. And they sort of, all I can describe it as is they numbed me. I didn't feel anything. It was, Did he it put was, you on Citaralopram? I can't remember what it was called. Yeah. But it was, yeah, it just sort of numbed me. And then I sort of carried on with it, carried on with it. And it, it I got better, but not better. It was just sort of masking the situation. And yeah. it was just, it was horrible. And say, my brother was in Australia. He was worried about me. He was checking in my system. My mum, they were all worried about me. And I just, I just couldn't get out of a rut. It was just like, I felt like I was in a rut and I just could not get out of it. And say, the meds helped, but... It was it was it was a bad time, and you just you sort of shut yourself off. It's your go-to mechanism, isn't it? You just you just shut off to everything and try and I think hide away from it all. I think from a male standpoint, and you know, I, I keep saying it on these podcasts, I'm not a woman, so I can't talk from a woman's yeah, yeah. perspective. I think women are better at talking, not necessarily yeah. all of them, but I think I think it's probably fair to say that women are better at opening up with potentially other yeah, women or, or or their friends their their loved ones um it sounds to me it's quite interesting sad because it sounds to me that you actually got on top of that quite quickly because yeah. i've spoke to people who you know i've spoke to people who've said i felt like this for two or three years yeah no, and was... then decided to do something you were you were lucky enough clever enough or what so you woke up one one day you'd have gone through this relationship breakup which is uh, shite that's about as bad as it gets isn't yeah, it yeah. um and you woke up one day and you weren't feeling right but then i've over a period of a few weeks so you made the very brave and sensible decision to go and see the doctor had yeah, yeah. i'm always i always intrigued had anyone else picked up on it be it your family, obviously you moved home when the relationship broke down. So your mum would have known you were in a vulnerable yeah. position. Was she aware of just how much you were struggling or were work colleagues aware? Had people 
or had you done quite well at not I think people it? who I was struggling, but not to the extent that of what it was like. Like I know, say, my family knew, and a couple of friends knew, and they sort of said, you've got to just speak to someone. And say, going to the doctors was hard. Like, sitting in a doctor's room and saying, oh, I'm struggling here, I need some help. That was that was big for me. And it, say, that helped just, just saying that, because I, the doctor, you know, he was okay, but just going there and admitting there was something wrong was a big thing. Like it, and it, that sort of a weight lift, it doesn't make it make you feel better, but yeah, it's a weight lifted that you've been able to take that step and go and speak to somebody about it. it say, cause I'm not a talker. I don't, I don't really yeah. talk about things, but yeah, a few people knew stuff was wrong, but not, I don't think to the extent of how bad it quite, it was. It's, it's, I said it in one of my early podcasts, it's all and my experience with anxiety. I think mine was, was much more anxiety based rather than depression. Yeah. Um, but it's so hard to explain to people that, you know, when an, a person who's lived a fairly normal life, whatever yeah. normal means, but a person who's been able to get up and go to work every day, no problem. Right. All of a sudden you have a traumatic experience in your life and you wake up one day and you actually can't get out of bed. Yeah. You know, you should. Just like that. Yeah. You, you, you know, you've got things to do. You know, you are responsible for yourself. You, you, you may or you may not have, you know, family who are relying upon you, but you have em employers who rely yeah, on you to turn yeah. up for work and you just can't do it. And right. it, is, it is, it's almost impossible to explain, isn't it? Yeah, unless you've been through it, you don't know what it feels like. And it, it's hard to explain to people that haven't been through it because they just think, oh, just get on with it. And it's, yeah. it's, Man not, up. <laughs> it's not, yeah, exactly. It's not, but it's not that easy. And it's say that I, I didn't suffer that long and I've not suffered since. But yeah. at that time it was, it was horrible. And I don't envy people that have to go through it on a lot worse scale. But I think if you, if you suffer, you've got to want to help yourself. Like you've got yeah. to want to, pull your socks up and just get on with it and just try and hit it head on. That's, that's the only advice I could give somebody is just, you've got to want to get better to start with. Yeah. And it's not just that easy of saying, I want to get better. You've got to really work at it. And I think say people don't like to talk about it, men especially. And it's, I, I don't go around telling people I've had problems, but if people ask me, I'm quite open about it. I'll speak to them about it and say, this is how I felt. This is how I dealt with it. Yeah. I'm quite happy to speak to anyone about it. You know, who going forward, who's got problems like you know, it's, it's, it is good to talk. Some people don't find it easy, but once, say, if you can just lift a little bit of weight off your shoulders, then you've got to do it. But yeah. Yeah, that's, I think that's it. And just by, you know, this podcast has been about golf and what I will probably do is cut this off into a little snippet and release, yeah, it, yeah. release it differently. It'll be a fantastic little segment. Um, but that's it. It's talking, isn't it? And, you know, wanting to help yourself, because I think, when you're struggling, you know, we all know it's not right. But what you've said, Sam, is you have to make that first step. Yeah. If you live on your own, I would say text your pet. If, if your parents are around or they're close, text your parents because they know you best if you've got a brother yeah. or a sister. If not, text your, I mean, I had a wonderful GP, Dr. Duffy. She's retired now. But yeah. before that, I'd spoke to a couple of GPs when I was going through the, the alcoholism. I wasn't being honest about that, but I'd spoke to a couple of GPs and they didn't really get it. Yeah. And the guy I did a podcast with yesterday, the first GP he'd approached, didn't really understand no. mental health. I mean, I always refer back to it. It's, just, it's a different problem, but as a, 
as an 11 or 12 year old. I just started at secondary school. I'd never had a problem with spots. And when I hit 12, I had this horrible acne all over my face. I went to see the doctor and he said, because my mum had read something in a magazine about this new cream that was available. So I, I didn't want to go and see the doctor, but I also didn't want these bloody spots. Yeah. So I went to see the doctor and I said, oh, I've seen this new cream. He said, rubbish, soap and water. Off you go. <laughs> Kicked me basically out the door. Yeah. I went home and thought, I'm never going to see the doctor ever again. Fuck oh, yeah. Some Fuck of them are helpful, are they? Like, yeah. <laughs> and I probably didn't go back to the doctor. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you get a good one and they understand. Like, I think that was four years ago. And I think obviously mental health's come on a lot in the time since then. So people are a lot more understanding of it. And people are learning about it every day. But yeah, I, I gave you some some doctors aren't helpful. Has it, they just want to get there often. Has it made you more aware of of managing mental health because i mean you've always been into you know you've always been into your fitness haven't we well let's yeah. not go back to before you were into your fitness yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um you have always been into your fitness yeah do you make a do you does your because i use i use my running i I enjoy running a bit more than I used to. Yeah. I I run to manage my mental health. Yeah. Do you find we all know that that exercise helps mental health? Do you use it to manage your mental health, or is it a bit more than that? Your exercise, like Gibby's, is is a bit more serious. You train yeah. for events, but it can help. I think it can help. I, I don't specifically run to. It, it's more to keep the weight off, really. Yeah. But it does it does help. Like some like our podcasts are brilliant to listen to when you're running because. You're not listening. You're not thinking about what you're doing. You're just listening yeah. to what's being said. So I, that, that to me, is, and I just sort of go in my own world. I can run out in the countryside and that just chills me out. Like, yeah. And it, say, I think it is, it does help people. Me say, it's not specifically why I run, but occasionally if I've had a bad day or then I'll just go out and have a run and I'll feel better. Yeah. after. You always feel better after exercise. Don't you? It's very rare that you exercise and you feel bad after it. So I'd say it's a good, a good thing for people to do if they want to release a bit of stress or they want to, feel better that is a it's a brilliant thing to do because you can just do it by yourself you haven't got to do it with anybody and running you can run as fast or quick as you want and there's plenty of road and fresh air out there and it's never going to be a bad thing is it so yeah and don't run on the roads up by Kingsdown. Like, <laughs> I knew that. I knew like, that I'd get brought up at some point. <laughs> like you and Gibby seem to do. I keep seeing you lot around Kingsdown. Uh, <laughs> Sam, it's been fantastic. That yeah. was a very, thank you very much for being very open no, and honest no, about that. Yeah. But thank you very much for the chat about the golf, actually. That was really enjoyable. Uh, I'm like you. Well, I, I, I like the argument that some of them are doing it from a free agency point of view, but I'm yet to be convinced. Um, yeah. Let's see how it develops. Let's maybe come it's back on. Be and, interesting. Let's come back on and see how it's gone. Um, I'm just going to run the usual ads to finish this off. Actually, no so If you're watching us on YouTube, please like and subscribe to the channel. If you're listening to us on a podcast provider, please just follow the show. Uh, Sam Killip, thanks for coming on. Thanks, it mate. Took, it's it took to, you get to now put a tweet out so that we see how many likes to get Gibby to come on now. <laughs> He I don't was, have as many followers. He, he was scheduled to get uh he was scheduled to be my second ever guest, and I've still never got him on. Get but, him um, on. Sam Killip, thank you for joining us on Henry Weston's Old Mate the Podcast. Yes, Joe. Thank you.